0: Hello everyone, welcome again. It's Julie Deborah. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing great. It's a new month. It's April. I'm excited. Well, it's nice. but well, It's warm. Um, yeah, so looking forward to summer. <laughs> so um, today um, I'm bringing you a testimony from Erepre Bello. Uh, this is someone I've known for quite a long time actually. She's based in Nigeria she was here in in, in the UK for a while she's now based in Nigeria and uh, I had a, an opportunity to, to chat with her uh, live on Instagram sharing her story and her journey with uh, MS multiple sclerosis and raising awareness of it in Nigeria it was actually quite an interesting conversation and this is going to be part one um, please do listen and i hope you're blessed by it well let's go ahead and listen to part one of this chat thank you i i wanted to catch up with you and, and at the same time hear your, your your journey because obviously this is the first time for me hearing your your story and your journey as well mm-hmm. so it was very important to me um, because to hear it at the same time everyone else is hearing it and also to, to to catch up to see how you're doing, basically. So before we go into your story, uh, you know, just tell tell us uh, about Irrepre Bello because I know you as Irrepre Povini, I think I was yes. before. Then became Irrepre Bello. Just tell us how who um, who is Irrepre Rrepre, Rrepre Bello, and uh, now I'm back, back what did to you
1: go on? So now oh. I'm Irrepre oh. Povini, back to Povini. Okay. So, but it's okay. okay so i am so what do you want because i am should i, should I say my age that's my age i know so i am 43 years old um i'm cra- six one crazy i'm quite eccentric sometimes um i don't really like routine that much so i don't really like being put in a box yeah, and I'm quite nomadic in nature. I've got three kids, three girls, oh, 14, wow. 12, and a soon to be oh, wow. seven.
0: Wow. Oh, yep. Wow. Wow. Amazing.
1: Um, yeah. I've got three girls. They keep me on my toes as uh-huh. girls would normally do. Ironically, when I was growing up, I wanted boys because I'm more, I'm, I'm a tomboy. I'm tomboyish in nature, but God I had another plan. It. He wanted yeah. to soften me a bit and gave me three <laughs> girls all distinct and personalities but it's hard keeping up with them but they keep me on my toes and i wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> so yeah i work um i have a nine-to-five okay. i work as a procurement officer in an oil and gas company oh, wow. and um, i love god that's the only thing that keeps me going my relationship in that regard i'm not sure i have been the best child over the years <laughs> but we keep it going <laughs> Nobody's um, nobody's perfect no one's perfect, perfect so yes yeah. but but that's it that, i think that's me in a nutshell really i'm not sure all that okay then i am um, what do you, what I do you like just, going uh, what,
0: what do you for fun? should i say fun fun
1: yeah i'm boring. <laughs> I'm boring. When when people ask me that question, I I like to think that I'm fun until people ask me, What do you like doing for fun? And then I go, What do I really like doing for fun? Well, I hang out with my tribe most of the time. Um, I have a few scattered around. One's on right now. Her name is Yvonne. Hey, sweetie. She's on right now. She's one as well. Um, And I have a few scattered around. They keep me sane sometimes. And um, I love to read i read a lot so i think that's it Hanging out know, with my kids is, like i said pretty boring
0: oh okay how long have you been in nigeria and where are you in nigeria where are you based in nigeria are
1: you in I'm based, no, no, no 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 i'm based in abuja and i've been oh, okay i moved back to nigeria in 2004
0: so i've been here for a while oh wow mm-hmm. and i haven't i've never been to abuja i i hear it's actually very nice so when i come to abuja i don't know when that will be i will definitely be looking you up. <laughs> you can you can you can take me around town and uh, I'm, I'm assuming i'm assuming it's safe in abuja it's
1: very safe Can well, i can I assume that it's safe it's relatively safe, it, it's safe actually it is okay. safe and uh, okay. we, like i said i don't really do the nightlife as much so yeah it's safe mm. okay even I'm if you do we'll, come, we'll of, get back home on time we'll do the yes. safe period, so you'll be all right. <laughs> okay, I am
0: i li- I'm looking forward to that actually. I think I will have a good time. I know you say you're boring, but I'm sure we we'll have a good time. For my, for, I'm my sure. sake. I'm sure. <laughs> for my sake.
1: I'm
0: sure you will do some exciting things.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> so okay, let me let's just get um, straight to it because I know you are busy and you are a mom of three so I know you probably have some stuff to do tonight so um tell us tell us about um your journey with MS and um and how you found MSAIN I keep saying MSAIN because I don't want to get it. You say I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying so um tell us about that
1: please okay so um my journey started in 2011 I had just given birth to my second daughter and um, I was in Port Harcourt for Omugwa, I think. <laughs> so, um, and I was. L- expect the Omugwa because I know. So, oh, for, oh, for the non Nigerian um, yeah. yeah, crowd. Omugwa yeah, exactly. basically is when in, in Nigeria, when you give birth, your mother takes care of you and the baby so you get pampered for a couple of months basically so you don't do anything and that's pretty much what you call it. okay so um yeah yeah and i went to see my dad off because he was traveling and i had my first daughter on my on, on my i was carrying her on my right right side not my left side and then, then i couldn't hold her weight by the time i went into the house i couldn't Uh, My mom had just finished an operation. So she was there with her pastor's wife. And I was feeling dizzy, going in and out of consciousness. And I said, she said, are you okay? And I said, I don't feel too good. My mom's cure for everything is go have a shower. It's a cure for everything. Just go have a bath first. And then if you're still feeling sick, we can talk about it. And I couldn't stand up. I realized I couldn't stand up. and, And I was going in and out of consciousness. So the next thing I knew was what they told me. Was that my eyes were rolling back? I went, I, I, I drained color. And basically, so the big wreckers, the doctor came in, my blood pressure had shut up, my BP had shut up. And then by the time all this had was done and I, everything was calmer, I had lost movement in my left side entirely. So I couldn't talk, I couldn't use my hand, and I couldn't use my legs. And they thought I had a stroke. And so I, I, I yes, couldn't I was, walk. I was I was just about to say yeah, that so because that was that the signs of uh, a yeah, stroke so, yeah so I was that way for 3 days um went to the we did the tests I started physiotherapy still no one I went to do the we went to do an MRI and then they said there's nothing wrong with you In typical Nigerian fashion your brain scan's fine there's nothing wrong with you so eventually I was able to go to the state and um they, they did the same tests and they said I didn't have a stroke, but the same brain, the same MRI that I did in Nigeria was done and they had, they saw the lesions in my brain. And so they said, they suspected multiple sclerosis. I'd never heard that before. What's more? What, I thought I was going to die <laughs> wow. what's MS? I didn't know what it was. And then they um, explained it to me. But because they didn't catch it on time, they were 99% sure, 90% sure that I was MS, but they didn't give me any medication or they just gave me some steroids and I went back to Nigeria. So I was that way for five years from 2011 to 2015. I had a break, now because I went to Italy in 2011, so I had another test done because I went for masters, I had another test done and it was inconclusive so i lived with the symptoms for four years from 2011 to 2015. i lived with uncertainty within those four years because you know the nigeria culture oh there's nothing wrong with you you are healed in jesus name it's a figment of your wow. imagination Wow! so everyone okay. downplayed my symptoms um and i believed them um even my ex you know it didn't exist it was me trying to get attention somewhat.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: so in 2015, I went with my parents to Dubai and uh, for their own medicals. My mom says, why don't you get one done? I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm healed. She's like, no, let's get one done. And we did. And my brain scan lit up like a Christmas tree. The lesions just were, so the lesions had increased considerably in four years. Yeah, so that's probably
0: so. That was mainly because you went. There was no medication. It wasn't being taken care of, and and that's why the lesions basically increased in that four
1: years. Oh my god! Yes. So, I would I wouldn't talk about my symptoms because nobody wanted to. You know, I felt like nobody wanted to listen. Um. So my fatigue, my um, leg drops, pain. I really wouldn't talk talk about it that much because nobody understood it and as far as everyone was concerned I didn't have it and couldn't explain it that well um so it was a very confusing time I couldn't explain a lot of things I couldn't explain why I was feeling the way I was or why I was you know putting on weight or I couldn't explain a lot of things to myself so that just put me on the right path and made me um, understand and grasp what I had. and it made people understand that oh because the neuroso- the neurologist was livid <laughs> he was speaking in he was speaking in English and Arabic at the same time. Why did he let it get to this? you know um so everyone stood up and took me seriously. I said that <laughs> That's the plus at that
0: how, how are you feeling at that at that stage and knowing you know the latency like in, increase I don't know what else the doctor said to you at that point, but you know, you know i know we we're, we're, tra- we're taking it as a joking joking thing, but yeah. at that time it wasn't really a joke no, it must have been a very devastating a result for you to hear it, so so it, how it, are you feeling at that at that, um, oh, at I, at broke that time? I, I broke down in time
1: I broke down and I cried cried for a while because it um me in a way mm. uh made me believe i was wasn't losing my mind i wasn't mm. i wasn't you know i mean i understand where my I mean, no one wants to accept that their loved one has a certain kind of illness with a big name and no cure so i can understand the the refusing to accept it but um, I, I think I only had one or two people that believed. Uh, my my sister, one of my sisters, my, my sisters, my mom, my dad, not so. My ex, not at all. Um, so then it it, it it brought everything home for me. It made it made it made it more uh, yeah, trustworthy. Made me feel vindicated. Um, but then it hit me. That this was what it was and where do I go from here mm. so then I started doing a lot of research about it and research wasn't very uh, encouraging because <laughs> uh, there's no cure they say they say it gets worse um, because the system your immunity is fighting your body so there's really No end to the symptoms that can come up. Um, um, Mine affects the left side, so I have weakness in my left side, permanent weakness in my left side. And when I have what we call a flare or relapse, then I can't use my hands, my leg, and my... If it's really bad, then I lose my speech. Wow. So I started doing a lot of research and um bear in mind that i work um so i had to go to work and still be normal and not try to understand or explain why my hand will stop working while i'm work typing and nigeria is not a very well place with all these things so it's been a struggle to even get people to understand because i don't look sick and because but I don't look sick, I can't be sick, I've had my supervisors tell me that I'm lazy, I don't want to work, yeah, I
0: don't <laughs> don't understand that, um, I'm trying to understand that because obviously you have uh, been to the hospital, it has been diagnosed as MS. You yeah. must have some, some letter or something that says, you know, this person in has. In Nigeria, a I can probably go
1: to the doctor and, doc- and get, you know, fake reports. I don't know. Um, oh, wow. Until I well, tell them true. that my diagnosis was not in Nigeria. You know, my <laughs> diagnosis wasn't done in Nigeria. All three. <laughs> I had the States, I had Italy, and then I had Dubai. didn't have. Nigeria wants like, I have educated the Nigerian doctors that I have gone to meet most of them, you know, so this, this But terrible. like I said, they speak they, they hear what they want to hear and they they, they, they they say what they want to say So, um, I decided when I realized that we did I've been to neurologists who wanted to use me as goat to write uh, Papers to put in, into their community yeah, um, I walked out of that one's office, like literally mid sentence while he was talking. I literally just kind of took my bag and walked away, walked oh, out of amazing. this office. I would have I I never, yeah. never went back. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. I never went back. That's ridiculous. So that was when I realized that we didn't have the knowledge for multiple sclerosis there in Nigeria at all. And we didn't have the tools to fight it. Um, we definitely didn't have the mindset to accommodate it. So I, I started researching people who had, had MS in Nigeria, I found a lovely, lovely, lovely lady. She's my friend, the MC Elo, and she'd had it for, as that, at that time, she'd had it for close to 15 years. So she was wheelchair bound in Lagos. So I reached out to her because her number was on the website. And that's how we, I got in touch with an, with a, with an MS community, <laughs> apparently there was you know in Lagos and um, I formed one here, here in Abuja and and since then we've just been comforting ourselves really so it's just a community where we can uh, find, come, we found others, others who are much younger, who don't know what it's like, who don't know how to feel. I have a 21 year old, then she was 25, she was, I should be maybe 28 now. And I went to see her. her. husband was already the progressive MS, which is the really bad case. And she was diagnosed with it at the beginning at 25 years old. Wow! So she's pretty much paralyzed. So, so, so then I fo- so because of this, I formed the um, multiple sclerosis awareness in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. This was the reason why it was was created, so that we there could raise awareness. Obviously of, of for for it for people to know that it's but I'm handling it pretty much single-handedly so it's a start and stop project at the moment because I can't work nine to five take care of three kids and run an NGO by myself and be sick it's pretty overwhelming sometimes so it's a start and stop project it hasn't really fully taken off we just have the website going which I um just you know put there so in case anyone is searching for it we come up and they can contact us um for support really so i pretty much just do that now on the download just have support just support people um and you'll be amazed um can you hear me yeah i can hear. yeah sure definitely um because when you're an able Physically abled individual. You go from that to not being able to hold a cup. I can't hold a mug with my left hand. Um, I have to hold it with my right. And you, you go from that to tripping, not remembering, being exhausted. You can't explain it because your hair's not falling out. <laughs> you haven't got stuff growing on your body is just how you feel. How do you convey that to someone else? Um, they'll tell you that you're tired. The worst thing is when I say I'm tired and people say to me, we all get tired, love, you pure just rest it out. And I'm thinking, Hmm, okay. My tired and your tired is not the same, but there's no point. I have the clutches and walk in a walking stick because when I have a flare, I have to balance my um, myself. I laugh about it because that's my coping mechanism. I joke about it because it's the only way that I can keep sane. Um, otherwise, it gets overwhelming. So just you thinking,
0: have I'm to- um, just thinking as well. For a mom uh, of three, it can be easy. You know looking after children um and uh, um what, what what is it like really um for you as a mom at the moment with three three you know young girls teenage girls i think you have two teenage girls i believe one
1: um, team, how is it have three
0: teen
1: and uh oh, 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 i'm not sure
0: what was the seven-year-old what do
1: they call them <laughs> toddler sorry child Seven year old child <laughs> how's that really been
0: exhausting. For you? How's that been for you and for your, for your kids as well? How, how, how has it been? Oh, that's
1: a tough one. So I had to educate my girls really early. When I had to take care of me. So I had to tell them what I had and, then, and, 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 and explain to them that, no, I wasn't going to die. But these are things that need to happen. So I had to explain to them when I say I'm tired, I'm not being lazy. I need to rest. If I have a flare, I need to lie down. I might call for massages because I'm in pain. If I ask for a water bottle, I had to go through, and I just teach, taught, them. I still teach them to just be sensitive because you just never know. Um, so for them that was hard enough, and then I had the divorce as well. So it was a uh, you there
0: yeah
1: i didn't didn't want to
0: stop you so i was like i was like listening very attentively
1: (laughs) so that that was a kicker so it hasn't been easy for for the girls but we cope really really well i mean they 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 know my triggers and um they know how to take care of me when to bring the stick with take they they actually take me upstairs sometimes Mm -hmm. if it's really bad they they give me a bath <laughs> I have because sometimes that I, if I'm having a really bad flare I can't do any of those things so they have to help and then I have a their nanny who's been with me for 12 years so she's pretty much like my first like my younger sister so she I would say is my primary caregiver primary because I, I so we wait, found a sister. I, the system
0: if i sorry to interrupt you I was just thinking while we're talking as to the, the the impressions that the wrong impressions that we might have of people when we see them on Instagram for example you see pictures of them having fun and it's very important that we go beyond this Instagram friendship business you know um, obviously I knew you I've I'm, I'm, I'm known you um, you were here in London with me, my sister you were quite kind of close to my sister as well uh, she's in the States, she doesn't have Instagram otherwise she would be on here right now <laughs> and while you were saying this to me i just felt to myself um oh wow you know like knowing a rep on instagram and just liking the post and commenting and saying happy birthday but really not really knowing what is going on behind the scenes it's very um oh it's 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 very sad for people for, for us people that just rely on instagram to get to know people i think we need to get off social media we need to go back to the way it was before, which is like having yeah. that relationship, having that contact, and trying to know what people are going through. And just to 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 um, ask something else, it, you can't you, you can decide not not to talk about it. But I'm just going to ask you: Is that what led to your divorce, um, your husband? I just oh. assumed you guys no. are not together. your are divorced, but I just as-
1: assumed. <laughs> So correct me no, no, yes we are but no that that, that wasn't it it was um it, it was just I think he had misplaced priorities and um, that's pretty much it so I was not in a healthy space and kids and I were not the focus and there was just no point in 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 doing all the things that we we're doing and not getting anything back because I think that fits the purpose of being uh partners So since I was pretty much doing everything, I just thought there's just no point. And then being sick on top of that and not getting the support that I needed. But in a way, I am grateful for for that experience because it taught me to be stronger and, and independent. I don't know if I would have been this strong or this independent if if things had gone differently I'm not sure but I had to learn to do things um, for myself like I'm having a flare and there's no one there I had to learn to get off the bed crawl my tummy to the toilet to be able to use the bathroom and crawl back so I had to learn I had to learn to give myself a bath with one hand wow 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 I had to to learn um to pick myself up uh, as opposed to waiting for people to do it for me is not easy it's painful emotionally physically but it's a strength that frightens me
0: sometimes I don't, I don't know much about ms and um so i'm just going to ask some fun questions because i'm aware of 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 having stroke it is quite similar to having stroke because i'm aware of the the, the having the stroke um i'm just uh, curious as to with ms i don't know what, um how is uh, you get any help or support in terms of physio to kind of physio physio come come help with some some things mm-hmm. you know, help with that help with walking and speech therapists i'm just wondering if that is available to you in nigeria if you have those yes physios if you yeah. have those speech therapists okay so you, you had you were able to um, get yes. a physio and a speech therapist involved. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Is this still the case and, and that you have the?
1: Yeah, the hospital that I use. Uh, but my case hasn't really reached progressive yet, so that I can still. If if I had gotten to the point where I really can't use my hand at all or my legs, then yes. But I've had physio when I've had flares or relapses, and as my mobility deteriorates, to zero, and the hospital provides me with a physiotherapist to help bring my movement back. Wow. My speech, um, my speech, how rarely goes. The last time was in December, and that was scary because my speech didn't come back for over a week i was slurring for i was at the hospital for almost a, for a few days and my speech didn't come back i sounded like a oh, wow. drunk <laughs> oh, wow. um, so that one was bad that was me wow. so
0: yeah you know it's so easy post- for me to be sit, sit here and ask you loads of questions
1: so i'm sorry <laughs> So <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I'm i, I love this i love creating gone? i i love this I, I i love being able to talk about it I, I do because it's talking about it that has made people aware and actually got people diagnosed yeah and i'm going to so, i'm going to come back
0: to m m m m saying msaain because i don't want to say msing um, i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to come back to it because i want to ask you some questions about that and right now um i know in the beginning you said you know you you are a christian i know that for a fact and i want to know how how god has um um, helped you in is having ms and a journey you have been through how god has um sustained you through this journey and um what 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 you have to say about that
1: um really I didn't really like him very much at the beginning, um, so I can't tell you that, um, I can't tell you that I didn't have loads of downtimes where I cursed out, like, seriously, I have a bad marriage and now you make me sick too. I couldn't have thought of someone else. And, um, I had a, a lot of those outbursts, um, quite a few but I've always been my relationship with God I always tell people is, is I, always, I always say it's different from others because the way I talk to him is not the way uh, church teaches us to I speak to him like I would a lover a father, a brother, a friend and he speaks mm-hmm. back yeah. so it took time for me to realize that Inasmuch as this was, was not his will. He makes everything beautiful in his time. Yeah. Well, um, okay. and, and when he asked me, what do you have in your hand? I said, MS. <laughs> and he said, so you're going to use it to help others. So that was actually how m was born because I needed to use what I was going through to be a blessing to others. Mm. But he, my faith, I have stubborn faith and I'm quite resilient. And that's what has kept me. And my relationship with him has sustained me and helped me block out a lot of things, even when I'm in pain especially when I'm in pain. It's difficult to be in pain, to have spasms, to be... And still trust God. It's the most difficult thing that I have to do. I know I can't sit here and tell you that I am hanging on my own strength. I have no strength whatsoever. None. So he's literally the one holding me up at any point in time because I've given it to him and I know that a day will come when it will not be there anymore I really hope to see that day Um, but in the meantime I would always talk about it because it's helping and encouraging those who can't talk about it, Mm. it's helping and encouraging those who don't have faith or who are suicidal And I have met quite a few. Um, Because not being able to control yourself in itself is is disheartening. You know? Um, I can talk, I can smile and laugh because he makes it so to see the quirkiness of it or to come from a different angle. Like I said, he gave me all those coping mechanisms. I can't sit here and tell you i love back all the time. and No, I just take it literally one day at
0: a time. Have- wow, what an interesting story, an interesting journey um, as well. Really heartfelt um, to hear in the 21st century. There's not much awareness of ms in nigeria what are your thoughts Uh, please do send me a message sharing your thoughts and please do listen to part two the concluding um, episode of repressed testimony and uh, hope we can see you back soon and until then take care and god bless you